When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey, loveds. Happy Wednesday. Hopefully you're having a good week so far because Lord knows we need some good days. Um, Thanks for coming back to my little space, my little corner of the world where I really like to talk to you guys about the stuff that's going on with me. I like to keep it real. I like to keep it raw. I like to be funny sometimes. So I also like to talk about what's like just going on in life in general. And is it just me or does 2020 seem to just keep getting weirder and more awful and harder? Let me bring it back though, because I don't want to have this podcast just be like a wine fest. I don't like doing that. I wanted this podcast to be about the ways that I keep myself grateful. Because ladies and gents, for a very long time of my life, grateful was nowhere within my universe at all. And I'm no guru. I'm no like, you know, positive poly pocket in any sense of the word. I'm not that. But I've worked really hard to get to this space in life. And I had a very good friend of mine a long time ago tell me to choose happiness. And of course, when I first heard him say that, I was like, ugh, shut up. I'm like, what do you mean choose happiness? Who does that? You have to. It's an everyday choice to be happy because your reactions to things are everything. And I know some of you might be listening to this and or turning it off. Please don't. Give me a second. Because I understand what it is to be someone going through something and having somebody like just bounce positivity, like flicking it off your nose and you're like, get away from me. You're annoying. So I'm hopefully not trying to be that. But I have a point. So... We can all agree 2020 has been crap. Like a lot of the 2019, 2020 year to me has been bullshit. You know, miscarriage, COVID, we've all gone through that. My fiance being diagnosed with avascular necrosis and having to go through a surgery where for eight months of his life, he was either laid up in a bed, he was in a wheelchair or in crutches or on a cane But here's where the grateful part comes in. Whenever I start thinking about the crap that has happened to me, I usually try to find a way in those moments, especially to stop and try to find one singular thing that I'm grateful for. Now, look, I don't give a crap if it's just that, you know, your spritzer from Starbucks came out delicious and is ever so refreshing on this hot ass day. Which, side note, have you tried their strawberry acai, like, refreshers? Freaking delicious. Side note. So, I know that it sounds corny, but when I started implementing being grateful into my everyday life, I shit you not, my life really started to change. I'm a person that for the greatest chunk of my 20s and, you know, probably till about two years ago, I was depressed probably like clinically depressed and like very, very, very anxious and, you know, 
just not a happy individual. You know, I was very good at portraying a person that was positive on the air because that's our job. But inwardly and in life, like, let me just tell you this. If 2020 would have happened 10 years ago, Riley Couture may not have been in this world anymore. And I mean that. Like, that sounds really melancholy. But it's because of those dark times where I wasn't even sure that I wanted to do this thing called life anymore that I always swing it back to what I'm grateful for. And like I said, those grateful goals or those grateful, like, minutes that I give myself throughout the day, I don't like to make them big deals because then that seems like a lot of pressure, right? To always have this big grandiose thing you're grateful for on a daily. Cause obviously I've got amazing things in my life that took miracles from God to get, you know, like my fiance, like my son, like this, this new house that we're building and a career that is thriving. Thank you. Jesus in the universe and all the things good, but not those things can't happen every single day. That's why I keep the goal small. Like, thank God I was able to do that extra rep in the gym. Thank God I was able to get to the gas station before my car ran out of gas because I do that all of the time. It drives my fiance nuts. But I equate that like in the gym too. Like people always ask me like, Riley, like how did you get to your fitness goals? How do you stay on your fitness goals and you fall? I'm like, well, I set smaller goals. Okay, today I'm going to do, you know, five more pounds or today I'm going to do... Uh, 15 reps instead of 12 type situation. And I feel like that journey to having a grateful existence, however hippie that might sound, is easier when you break it up into small little bites, small grateful meals, if you will. So a couple years ago, it's no secret to a lot of people that asked me for advice, you know, on Instagram or email or on the air that I read The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I read her whole series, actually. I read The Secret, I read The Purpose, I read How the Secret Changed My Life, and The Magic. I think there's one more that I'm forgetting, but it's a whole series about how to implement manifestation and what's the word I'm looking for, bringing positive energy into your life. What you think about, you bring about. It's sort of hard and annoying at the same time to be miserable when you're thinking about something that makes you grateful. Couple a little, like exercises or practices that I took from the secret series is I have a grateful like talisman or a stone. You can make it whatever you want. But for me, I went with what the book said and I got like a smooth rose gold, rose quartz stone in the shape of a heart. Ordered it from Etsy for like $4. Um, because at the time that I had it, I wanted love in my life. And rose quartz is supposed to be the stone of love and attracting love and good lovey-doveyness to you. So that's what I wanted. So every single night I would hold the stone in my hand and think of the best thing that happened to me all day. Even in days that were bullshit, even in days that were crappy, there had to have been one good thing that happened to you all day. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I would have to make up stuff almost some days. I'd be like, I'm glad, grateful that I didn't get stuck in the elevator today because our elevator does that at work a lot. I've, I've seen, like, four people get stuck in it. I'm like, it's my greatest fear. Thank God I didn't get stuck in an elevator today. Random. But, hey, sometimes you have to just, you know, pull from thin air to find things to keep yourself in that grateful place. So you think of this thing, the best thing that happened to you all day, and you say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I guess there's something about the three thank yous that are supposed to be significant. I forget what it is. They tell you the secret, but I can't remember. 
And the idea in that is that you go to bed thinking about something good, something that you're grateful for, something that makes you happy. And then you wake up with your intention set there for the day, the next day. Doesn't always work for me, trust me, because I'm a mind spinner at night. Like I'll get, I'll do my grateful thing and then lay in bed and think about all the things I'm worried about. It's a practice, just like anything else, just like yoga, just like math that I'm not really good at. So that's not a good example, but that's one thing that I always like to do to feel grateful. This is a weird one that I do sometimes. Sometimes I will go back as much as I don't like living in the past, and I will look at photos of me when I was in that dark place, and I think. God, I'm not that girl anymore. I'm so grateful for that time, actually. Because without that crappy, muddy, awful, tear-filled existence for like 10 years, would not be able to appreciate the life that I have now. Y'all, I can hear some of you like scratching your eyeballs right now. Like, oh, well, fine, Riley. It's all well and good because you're in this happy, lucky place. Excuse me. (laughs) Hold up. Not but six months ago, life felt in despair again. I mean, I was watching my fiance, the strongest man physically and mentally that I've ever known, go through this surgery legit a couple months after we had a miscarriage. So no, it wasn't always rainbows and Skittles. You know, and someday when I write my book, there's a lot more stuff in there that I am going to want to put in there. And that's not me keeping it from you. That's just me wondering how I'm going to put this out there in the most inspirational way. Anyways, the only thing that I'm saying to you is that even though some of my life may feel like rainbows and Skittles, we ain't got a highlight reel here. This isn't like my top nine titles that we just look pretty and like my makeup artist has airbrushed my face and my photographer has gotten rid of any glimpses of anything dirty. (laughs) No, That that is for certain not the life that Riley Couture lives. So another thing that I try to do to stay grateful is look at some of my favorite things. This is weird. Marshall's got me doing this some before and it was like a my precious from like my precious moment because I was in my jewelry box looking at some of my rings. Now that might seem materialistic. It's not that. I love, I have a love of jewelry. I feel like every piece I have tells a story. A lot of my pieces were my mom's. A lot of my pieces were from my childhood memories that I have places and things and experiences that are attached to those rings. And those are all rings that God willing, I will give to a daughter someday. You know, I don't know the lyrics going to get any of them because wives can leave and they're not leaving with my jewelry. (laughs) I'm kidding, kidding, but not really. Um, But yeah, I will go in my little lady there downstairs and just look and also touch things that I'm grateful for. Like, obviously I twiddle with my engagement ring every single day, but not even just like the expensive stuff. Like I'll look at my shoes. I remember when I had like just a very big closet back in the day when I was living in Memphis, as much as I hated the years, I loved that closet. I would go in there, I would put some essential oils on and I would just sit in my closet and look at my clothes and like think about the memories that I had in them. Like I had, I still have this dress. I had a dress that I met JLo in when I went to the American Idol uh, junket in Fox years ago and got to interview all these people. It was like such an exciting time in my life. And even though I consider those years to be garbage because I was so depressed, I was in bad relationships, had bad people in my life, 
that was a space where it was like, I feel like I've done something with my life. How many people can say that they were on a press junket for American Idol and they're interviewing all of these amazing celebrities and I was this little nobody from Memphis, you know what I mean? So that's another thing that I love to do is touch tactile things that make me happy. I think I've always been that way. I've always told teachers that I'm a tactile learner. Like I can't, you know, have you show me do it. I have to like get my hands on it and feel it. And I think sometimes touching those things that are dear to me keep me present in the moment and keep me grateful. Another easy thing. And also, I felt it was annoying at first and almost like a chore. Got this one from The Secret, too, to stay grateful as a gratitude journal every single night. So the idea behind this was, I don't know why the number, but you write down 10 things that you're grateful every night, but you have to take it a step further, I guess, to truly appreciate being grateful for them. You write down the 10 things, but you don't just say, you know, I'm so grateful for my son. I would say, I'm so grateful for my son because he has the most amazing smile and he makes me laugh. You know, you have to go so far as to like write the reason of appreciation because otherwise it's sort of like cheating on the grateful test. You can, of course, you can write down anything just to get through it because you feel like it's an exercise that you have to do. It doesn't really work that way. It's kind of the same thing. Like if you go into the gym and you do a million reps, but your form is crap, yeah, you're not going to develop those muscles. So as I've gotten a little better at being grateful, I have kind of cheated at that list because after like getting at home, putting the kid down to bed, cooking dinner, that list did get a little long. But because I felt a little further along in my grateful process, I got another gratitude book where literally you just write the one thing that you're grateful for or the best thing that happened to, to you that day. So it's almost the same thing as what I do with the gratitude stone. You're just writing it down. I've always loved to write. I've always been a writer. Uh, every day when I'm doing my news uh, reports on the show, like I write it out when I could just pull it up on a computer and read it from there. But for some reason, like writing it out commits it to memory. So I think it's like an added little bonus, a little oomph to write it down. And side note, when I was going through my first journey of being grateful in the secret, I had a gratitude journal that in that journal, I wrote down every single thing I wanted in a man when there was no sign of a man at all <laughs> ever on the horizon at that point, or at least not a good one. And I was specific about what I wanted, but I wrote it as if I had already had it. Like, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for this. That sounds psycho. Trust me. When I first heard that in the secret and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how am I going to write about something that I don't have that I probably won't have? Trust me. Sounds insane. I'm going to tell you, and I won't read them aloud because I want to show Marshall this list someday. But to the T, there was stuff on there that couldn't have happened. Because I look at that book and that list today, I'm like, wow. And again, I know y'all probably think I am just a Fruit Loop. Oh, I want you to be grateful. But I mean, there's been so many times where I've had really great things happen to me. And today I feel guilty because I feel like I swept over those monumental times in life and didn't really like taste the fruit of my labor. And I regret that. Like literally labor. Like I don't remember my labor with Lyric. I was very scared. I was very stressed out. I was in pain. I wasn't really very present. 
Like after he was born, so many things were going wrong. I had just bought a car and then had to return it because it wasn't the right car. And then they were charging me for two cars. So I was in the delivery room dealing with that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have the, like the, the wherewithal to like put it down, let my mom deal with it. Like she was trying to help because I'm over here. like, why aren't you, you know, like, oh, it was awful. God bless those nurses in the delivery room. But what I'm trying to say is like, I wish that I could have stopped in those moments and just been grateful. Like just been grateful. I'm the worst with anxieties and stopping the hamster wheel from spinning. Somehow, some way, sometimes, not every time, because not everything is perfect. Just sitting in a moment of being happy with what you have and not longing for steps in the future for what you want or four steps backwards for what you didn't get helps tremendously because what is that that they say? You know, you only have today. It's so true. Literally, did we think like six months ago that this was maybe not six months? Let's go further because it's been forever now. A year ago that COVID would have happened and all these crazy things would have changed. I never had such an appreciation for going into a Ross without a mask and not freaking out because somebody is reaching over me and not social distancing to get that shirt that I'm about to get to. You know what I mean? I it like I just have to stay in a space of being grateful, especially now in this season of my life, because all the worry with COVID is the wedding going to get canceled. You know, oh my gosh, is Lara going to be able to go to school next year? What am I going to do about childcare? Like, uh, like Marshall being a police officer with the world and the way that everything is like all of these worries. All right, let's spin it around for a second. So I don't go crazy in that little mind sweep. I am grateful that right now my son is able to get a really good education in the preschool program that he's in. So hopefully if we have to homeschool him, he will be a little step ahead because mama don't know math and mama doesn't know how to do teaching them reading. See, little twist. You know what I mean? For a second, it stops the lambs from screaming. (laughs) That's a movie reference, by the way. If you don't know it, look it up. Am I worried about my fiance's safety? Yes. That one's a little harder to like sit there and be grateful for. But also I can switch this and be like, you know, I'm grateful for the fact that he is in a position where he is a good cop and he is going to teach and does teach every day new recruits how to continue to be a good cop and hopefully can help change the climate of what is happening in the world right now with police officers. Okay, little spin. Little gratefulness. Trust me, it's not a it's not an easy exercise, and it's one that I continue all the time. Not always an ace at it because I was more of a B student in high school, but I try, and I feel like right now that's really all we can do is just try, try to be grateful, try to be positive, and try to freaking get through the rest of 2020 because it feels like this has been three years of nonsense. There you have it. There's my little high horse and a few things that I try to do to stay grateful. Take it for what it's worth. Maybe give it a try. I I legit, please, if you don't like reading, because I'm a slow reader too, get the audiobooks of The Secret. Like, obviously, there's also a lot of other really good books out there on, like, being grateful and positive stories and things in that nature. Um, Girl, Wash Your Face, I'm sure you've heard of. Untamed is the one I'm into right now. There's another one I want to get into. Um, get out of your own way. Literally, like, 
it helps me to like get in a good frame of mind when I don't feel like being grateful. But that's it, y'all. That's my soapbox. Thank you guys so much for listening to Really Riley. This has been my baby and my outlet to talk to you guys more and connect with you guys more. As always, likes, dislikes, stuff you want to hear more of, stuff you want to hear less of, hit me up in the DMs at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Snapchat is at Radio Recon, and then TikTok is Riley Couture 7. You guys, thanks so much for listening, and I will be back on Friday with my Fave 5 of the week. Talk to you soon. It's really Riley.